Once upon a time, Chris called Dan and said, I'm having an idea. When Dan got over his initial shock and horror, he agreed to hear Chris out. Suddenly, a podcast was born, and somehow I was sucking into recording the intro to give them a little bit of legitimacy. And so, here we are. Welcome to the Dan and Chris Save the World podcast. The Dan and Chris podcast has been fortified with six essential vitamins and minerals. Please use only as directed. Be careful operating heavy machinery while listening to this podcast. If you are pregnant or may become pregnant, please consult a physician before listening to this podcast. No animals were harmed in the creation of this podcast. For best results, open your mind and smile while listening. Continued use of this podcast has been known to cause hilarity in certain individuals. Proceed, Proceed at, at your, your own, own risk. risk. Here we are. The, the, the second, this is the second week in a row. We did it last week, didn't we? Um, yeah, that's not normal for us that we are able to record every, every week for a change of pace. It's kind of nice. Let's catch up a little bit. We know, I'm sure people miss us, you know, haven't heard from us in a while. So, yeah. you know, we got Yeah, we have a lot to say. We just haven't figured out what exactly we're saying yet. No, it just words pop out of our mouths and maybe <laughs> they're interesting, maybe they're not. Who knows? Yeah. How you doing? Oh, it's been, it's not been too bad of a week. No. No, I, I, I missed the it's big windstorm. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, considering it's only Tuesday. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay. You know. um, I, I missed the windstorm this weekend. Okay. Because I was down in um, by Bristol uh-huh. at the Cutler Boy Scout camp. Did Boy anything happen camp. at the home front for you? No, as far, as far as I know, nothing in the power was didn't go out or anything. I think there mm-hmm. might have been some flickering or something, but... So there's some, we got some loose siding, I guess, to get looked at. Yeah. Um, uh, the lights went out for me for 17 hours. I was, oh, oh, the house oh. dropped down to 51 degrees at its coldest. Oh, that must have been fun. It was a little chilly, but you know what? Yeah. Most of it, see, it was in the early, it, it went out around 630 at night on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I was playing D&D online through Discord and uh, Enroll20.com. Uh, with my Saturday group, it's spread mm-hmm. across the Northeast, right? And all of a sudden, boom, the lights go out. And I'm like, well, shit, it was just about to get interesting, too. So, of course, I have Discord on my phone so I can text my son. Mm-hmm. So I jump back into Discord through my phone. So I'm chatting yeah. with them on my phone. And I have my new laptop, which mm-hmm. has had a fully charged battery. Okay. So I brought out my character sheet. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to use my regular dice instead of the Roll20 you know, algorithm that hates me. So I ended up playing D&D for the rest of the night, even though I'm like candlelight and laptop, oh, wow. you know. Well, that's kind of nice. Oh, it was funny as hell. It was absolutely <laughs> funny as hell. And, um, and at one point, my phone started giving out, which I expected. Mm-hmm. And I remembered I had a battery pack in my backpack that I've had for a couple of years that I use in emergencies. Mm-hmm. So I plugged that in. My phone, that damn thing hung in there. We played from, I was there, let's see, it went offline at 6.30, and we played until 11 o'clock. Nice. So that's like, what, four and a half, almost five hours where I yeah. was just, just constant on, usage of it. So, yeah, on good. battery power, you know, mm-hmm. and, and making constant jokes about it in character. So it was awesome. hilarious, you know. Very cool. At one point, even using the, the old phrase, and that's the night the lights went out <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> well, it's only appropriate. You know? it absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, went to bed, curled it under the blankets. So when it was getting really cold in, in my house, mm-hmm. I didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah, we had we had uh, no cell service where we are. Oh, so, so it, was, it, it but it's funny because you know, so the the camp in general seemed to have no cell service, but they have a a camp store which wasn't open. The store wasn't open, of course. Okay, it's off season, um, they don't open it for the main scouting events. But right at the store 
you get pretty much a full signal, like only immediately at the store. So it was really weird. You go there and so they had like a Wi-Fi connection there or something. Some, or? Something. I mean, it was a cell. It was a cell connection. So if they had a cell, I don't know, like a little little Power? cell. <laughs> but it was only like right at. You had to be like right in front of the store. To get a signal. So I was like, so some of the kids, the older couple of the older kids kept on wandering down to the store to get some service. And I wandered down a couple of times to check messages and stuff. And it was, but it's just weird that little spot there had like, I, almost, I pulled in like full, almost a full strength signal for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but it was, it was good. It was a heated, it was a heated uh, lodge type of place. Okay. So, it so was, you were uh, not, uh, I wasn't really roughing it like you were the last time. Right, I wasn't in a tent, and I was glad because you know it was December, so you never know what the weather's going to be like. So valid would not have been excited if it had snowed. <laughs> well, why like, not, Daniel? <laughs> I don't know. So electricity, running water, hot water—you know—so it was you know most of the comforts mm-hmm. of home there. So well, that's but it was good. fun. Yeah, boy, I took both boys. So even even my my young uh, pre boy scout there, my cub scout there, my wee below. So yeah. So Jen probably needed the break too, so that worked out well for her. Yeah, she, she's she's never had she's never had a weekend without the boys. Really, and you know that's amazing. So that's she should do it more often. I'm I'm good with the boys. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, so, it's always fun yeah. to watch you interact with them, especially Josh. Oh, oh, Josh is a trip. I I took him to get their their first COVID shot tonight. Um, so Josh is. Zach was was fine with it. He was good, and Josh was very like, I don't want to go. And yeah, I'm I'm wearing. I have my my. He loves the Grinch, so I said, I'll wear my Grinch pants to the thing, and you can wear your Grinch pajamas. Will match, and going get your shots, and and so we did that. So we <laughs> matching Grinch. He went and got his he got his shot, and he was fine and everything. So. <laughs> So I think I both got their first shot. So I was excited about that. So that's hilarious. <laughs> but if I had to talk about it, and then we'll get Taco Bell after it, you know. So <laughs> and then Taco Bell was out of beef. <laughs> what? And I mean, I get to get to the line. I'm like, oh, sorry, we're out of beef. You want anything without beef? <laughs> I'm like, what? How does? Someone- how does Someone that happen? Stop ordering big time at Taco Bell. My God, <laughs> out of their ground. So we had. I said, just put chicken and whatever had beef, and it was fine what it was. But it's just surprising that Taco Bell was out of beef. <laughs> That's funny. Bad planning. Hey, Juju. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what's been going on, I guess, this week. <laughs> so yeah. That's it. All right, we're done. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's all we can talk about tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Christmas is right around the corner. I, as usual, haven't noticed. I know. You know, everything's kind of just happened all at once, and it's like I haven't even had a chance to go Christmas shopping. Not that mm-hmm. I have the money to do it. Right. Right. It's just. It's like, oh, okay. So you're not as happens. excited about it as I am. I know that. I have really soured on Christmas over the yeah. past few years. It really mm-hmm. has been, you know, I'll tell you what, it, and, and as whiny as it sounds, that first one after Erica and I split up mm-hmm. and the way it worked out is the kids were going to be with her. Okay, fine. You know, that's, I get it. There's always some sort of maneuvering going on. And um, so Christmas Eve, nobody, mm-hmm. you know, it's just me and my house. 
Yeah. You know, and, and that was kind and I was already kind of souring on Christmas a little bit before that, but that, that was just help, like that, yeah. that shot in the, in the head, you know, like, mm. yeah, I fucking hate this holiday. <laughs> you know, that's, that's basically where I was at that point. It's like, all right, no. whatever. I, I, I love the lights. Um, our, our neighborhood is pretty well decorated. We have some people who are going above and beyond this year, I think. Oh. So I, I love, I love seeing the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just the, you know, the, the, the general spirit of, of it, you know, the, the holiday, the, and I not, it's not about the presence is about the, you know, the goodwill towards man type of thing mm-hmm. towards, towards people. Yeah. Cause there's so much of that lately too. Yeah. I know. I'm hoping that, you know, it brings a little bit out at least cause I know there's not a lot in the reserve these days, but maybe mm-hmm. a little, a little bit can come out for the holidays and without their, you know, semi-automatic weapons, you know, kind of thing. To celebrate. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. <laughs> anyways, I got my Debbie Gibson calendar for 2022. Fantastic! How <laughs> signed, is the Deb? Signed, Dan, be a legend in 2022. Debbie Gibson. Did she, um, did you tell her I said hi? I always ask uh, you to do that. Whenever you talk yeah. to her, tell her I said hi. I, I For some reason, I forget. and I, I guess it's sidetracked <laughs> and you know, I, I just... Uh, I, 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 Chris doesn't come to mind when I'm when I'm sitting with Debbie there. You know? Come on, we, we hang out all the time, and it's just for some reason, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's uh, rich. Well, there was that one time I was in her trailer or a bus yes. or bus for your little VIP hangout. That that was that was so bizarre. That was so it was just me. It was three of us. There's a couple. I was gonna say there's a couple of people in there, there with was, you. There was just four of us total. I think there's four of us total. Uh-huh. So for for fans, so it was, so it was very it was very cool, very intimate. Uh-huh. You know, as far as you know, there and her her manager was there, and her her her, her PA was there, kind of thing too. And her her dogs were there. Nice. Um, you know, she has three little three wiener dogs. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, you know, so it was, but it was in her in her bus because it was part of the the tour, mixtape tour there. So it was, uh-huh. it was it was cool to sit on the bus with her for like an hour. We we're there for like forty five minutes to an hour or something like that. After the show, so it wasn't just a um, it wasn't just a, a wham bam here, get your autograph and your picture, and out you go. No, there was some quality hangout time going. We were on. in there talking, we were just you know talking. She she played some you know on down the DL some you know music that she you know might be releasing soon, and just talking about upcoming stuff and you know asked whatever questions we wanted, and it just basically went on for you know however we had stuff to say kind of thing, you know, I'm sure it wasn't not too long, but mm-hmm. so it was, it was, it was very, very cool, very relaxed. And if that ever came up, I would definitely do it again. It was, it wasn't cheap, but I would do it again because it was just, it was amazing quality, just time to sit with her. So yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Now you guys, do, do you feel like, I mean, I obviously with her caliber of celebrity, you know, she doesn't remember every single person vividly, but do you feel like mm-hmm. that there's a glimmer of recognition there? Like when she sees you, she knows that this there's this person she's met on several occasions. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not one of the most of a vocal fans. I mean, mm-hmm. there are there are some of the fans who you know she she definitely know. I mean, she knows them very well because they're they they make more of an effort to go to more things. They're they're very. They have a very strong online presence, you know, right. they do a lot of stuff. And, you know, so the, there's a bunch of them, you know, that I, I've, I'm, I'm not the, the tier one fan. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're the, not the A-list fan. I, I'm, the, I'm the tier two kind of thing. I, I'm there and, um, 
she I, i'm not i mean when i when i brought the i, I brought all the pictures that i had of, of meeting her in different times uh-huh you know so and you know so i you know she, i saw you know i showed her and i said do you remember which show you were in for these and kind of thing and where these were and she got some of them right some of them wrong which is kind of funny but um you know but you know it's not it wasn't like oh yeah i remember you type of thing but which is understandable because like uh-huh. things, you know i don't i'm not that vocal person i don't have that, that big personality where i stick out type of thing so right and you know, i don't i'm not as in as many go to as many events as other people do because some people are, are just all over the place i mean which uh-huh. is it's just crazy but um but it is i mean but it's, it's relatively small community the diehard fans mm-hmm. you know so i've gotten to you know talk with a lot more of the other deb heads you know that are you know through to the you know the the online community there and stuff so I, i'm a little more recognition with them at least which which is cool so yeah, I mean it's it's fun, you know. That's it's, good. See that you just struck on that though. That's the most important part. As long as it's fun, mm-hmm. then then that's all y'all you need to worry about. The the uh, Deb's community, the 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 you know, the 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 bigger fans. It's they're it's small enough. They're a tight enough group where many of us, many of them, you know, have known each other for you know decades. You mm-hmm. know, they've, they've been fans and and. And I've known a lot, you know, at least not, I've known of them and maybe not them well for many, many years too. So it's a very, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of a safe spot for fans, you know, the fans, you know, for the, excellent, the, you know, and it's all positive, you know, anything, everything about Deb is positive. I mean, so it's, yeah, it's, well, it's I think that's why it's one of the main reasons why you've stuck with her for so long. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it was, it's about her music, about her personality, about who she is. I mean, and that's really what it is. It's about who she is ultimately, you know, mm-hmm. I, obviously when she came out, I thought she was cute, you know, kind of thing. And she, you know, she's our age and yeah, I and, never noticed and, that. And I like the music and, but as I got to know her more, I, I, re, I respected her more as a person, not just an artist, mm-hmm. you know, a per, she's, she's a, a, a great person and she sings and, you know, and then kind of thing. Sings and, well too. Yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, I liked about uh, Taylor Swift kind of thing too. Yeah, you know? I was going to say your other favorite celebrity. She had a birthday this week too. Uh, yesterday, yes. Yeah, thirty-two. But, wow. Uh, um, but you know that it's the same kind of thing. After I, 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 I kind of like I liked the music before, but after I saw what type of person she is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I got to more respect her. But I mean, lately I've been in. I mean, T- Tyler's got a huge fan community. You know, but I, I, I mesh with this group of, uh, of parents, the, the, the Swifty parent squad, the Swifty yeah. parent squad. Is that what they really call themselves? That's amazing. <laughs> the parent, the parent, I don't know, PTO or parent, I don't know, but, uh-huh. but, but it's all basically, these are, you know, a group of older, older people and, and parents, Okay. you know, so we have our own little private group that we, we chat in and stuff, which is, you know, so I got my, my little community there right. of, of people who are, you know, of closer to age so there's there's some some older some younger and you know there's there's a wide range but they're all in, in this particular group they're all parents and then there's a whole bunch of other people that outside of that that i'll chat with fairly regularly and everything but it's mm-hmm. uh, t- taylor's you know the whole the place as a whole is, is a lot more volatile just because of the number of people involved and everything um you know but but the small little group of of you know the of the 
a group of Swifties there are, you know, they're, it's a safe, again, it's a safe spot. It's a comfortable spot. We can tell, we talk about all kinds of, it's not just Taylor, it's about our personal lives, what's going on and people, you know, whatever problems are happening or good, good you things, bad things. support group in that case. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I found this unexpected community there, you know, of, of still, this, this one part of the whole Swiftie community is this, this one small part is it's, you know, a safe spot and it's a, a place where you just go and just, you know, contribute or not contribute, whatever, you know, and be, but you're a part, I'm a part of it kind of thing. So it's, it's, you know, it's a, and they, they know about my, my Debbie Gibson, you know, thing too. And some of them, yeah, I love her too. And you know, so it's, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting how, I, I don't know, it's interesting where, where I, I've been going for, I'm not, not escape necessarily, but just more of just a getaway and just sort of share my love of things without, you know, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Every generation, Dan finds a young, blonde, talented artist to follow. It's kind of funny, you know. <laughs> Taylor is definitely on a much different level than Debbie is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that's she true. is. T- Taylor is the person who can who can re-record her albums and re-release them, and they become number ones, even bigger All than when they first came around. Well, let me ask you this then. Let's do a what if here. Do you think? That if Debbie had the benefit of 21st century social media, that she would have been bigger than she is now, or was. I don't. I don't think so because of the type of music. Okay. I I don't know, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's. Um. I don't know. I mean, I I I love Debbie. I love her music, but she. I I I mean. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, she Debbie is is actually fairly she's fairly active on social media right now. Okay, and she does interact a lot with fans. She interacts a lot with with social media. She posts daily. You know, a lot of it is it's not just you know showing stuff, but it's her posting stuff mm-hmm. or or her PA posting stuff for her. But it's her. It's her and a lot of. So she is actually very interactive, and she has a fairly strong following. Okay. Of people, so I mean, she'll she'll never be you know the the Taylor Swift level, but she is in her own you know first considering she's an artist who she just came out with her first studio album in you know in what fifteen eighteen years or something like that, and you know she's still doing well. You know, That's good. Age, you know, so she's she's got her niche. Okay. And, and I think she's, you know, she had a successful run in Vegas mm-hmm. re- recently. And yeah, I mean, she, I, I don't, I, I don't know if she'd be, I mean, I, I think Taylor's just on a different level of stuff. Which is fair to say. I mean, she started say. off in country. She crossed, she, her, some of her albums are just kind of all over the place as far as genres. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's, it's different. I mean, I, you, you love what you love. I mean, that's why there's so many different artists. You know, if you can't find some sort of music that you love out there, and I, I, I love music. I've always loved music. Oh yeah. What was what was that meme that I saw yesterday? Hang on a second. Let me find that again. It, it spoke musicians. Something about musicians. I'm, oh I, I, come I, on, I, phone. Work with me here. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. The, si- the sirens are going out outside because. Uh, um. 
They the um, child life fire department. They put the truck up in lights. And, oh, goody! And, and, and Santa rides on top of it. Yeah, that's cool when they, they do stuff like that. Candy cane, so they're coming around our neighborhood. So I, I keep on hearing the sirens out there. And... If it's any consolation, I'm not hearing it. So okay. it's not coming through your mic. Well, that's okay. Um, it was, musicians, it's musicians are just therapists that you can party with. Yes, I, I saw that, and I, I, did, <laughs> I, and I did like that, and I appreciate it because, I mean. So, I mean, Taylor Swift, she released a 10-minute version of one of her songs, and it went to number one. Jeeps. You know, so she, she beat out, you know, American Pie is the longest number, is the, the, the longest number one song. <laughs> now, the funny thing about this song is this Uh-oh. song, it was, okay. never, it was never a single. Uh-huh. You know, it was a song that... You know, she she loved it. It wasn't a main. Th- it wasn't everybody says a single, but the you know, but as soon as the fans heard it, the fans made it popular. And it was a song about a breakup, of course. And, you know, so it's a song, but not not of course. It's it's more you know. But this was happening. Wow, that's you know, that see that, as an outside observer, a non-swifty person such as myself, yeah. most of her music is based on on heartache and breakups and stuff like that. There there's there was a, there was a phrase going around that young uh, young Hollywood actors didn't want to date her because they didn't want to be made, they didn't want to have a song named after them. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's 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 the thing that goes around. You know? Um, yeah. And it, but the thing is I know she's she's capable of much she, more than she, just that. Yeah, she does a lot more than that. But but this song on the album it was 5 minutes long. Oh jeez. Okay. So it was long to begin with. Gotcha. But but during some you know because this song kind of took on a life of its own people you know the fans latched onto it and I, I do love the, I love the the original version no, but she but then she let it slipped in an interview that the song started out as ten minutes long oh so, so then they all wanted the Snyder cut so then. so yeah so ye- for years you know keep on seeing you know people are like I want the uh, Taylor, give us a 10 minute version. It was like an urban legend type of thing that this 10 minute version existed. And it did. And she released it. And oh my gosh, I mean, this. Did it go bonkers? Is this, I mean, the song, it's it's a very intense. It, the song, as the story goes, it, it was, it was all, it all came out at once. She was basically at a rehearsal before a concert and she just started playing. And the sound engineer happened to be recording at that time. And she, the the whole song came out at one time. You know, oh the, wow! The band okay. started picking it up, and it was, and I, and you know, I, I, I the, apparently this recording still exists of the the original, the, the first time. So it wasn't something that she she did out and and you know she she wrote. It just sort of came out of her because she had just gotten over, you know, just going through a breakup kind of thing. You know, it really okay. was, you know, because of a breakup. Um, and the it's very if you, she is a an amazing wordsmith. So the, the one thing that I, I've really learned to appreciate is just the, the depth that goes into her lyrics okay, and the emotion that goes. And so the 10 minute version of this song, it completes the song, you know, so she cut it down to be the five minutes so it could fit on the album. Right. Because who would ever, you know, who would release a 10 minute song? Was it for that scene from Bohemian Rhapsody? Six bloody minutes. <laughs> right, you know, six minutes was a it's a long song, but that, yeah. but, yeah. and but in you know, but the song is, I mean, it, amazingly enough, it's complete with it. I mean, it's it's a whole story. It's a very emotional. It's very, um, it, it's very raw. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is, I mean, you can just feel the the pain going through that the the song and everything. And then she okay. even made a short movie out of it. So I mean, if you look at really? YouTube. There's a short, it's a, it's like 13 minute, you know, movie with, um, 
I, I can't remember the actor's name. There's two actors that are that play like her, the young her and the mm-hmm. the, the the love interest there. Um, but um, yeah, the all too well, all too well, ten minute version. If you ever, you know, it's. But it, it's it's I don't know. It's I was I was. I mean, I I, I loved all too well the the the, the five minute version, and and I was blown away by the 10 minute version just because of the the strength of the 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 lyrics of it so but okay anyways i've been talking like 23 minutes straight straight here <laughs> yeah you know that's part of my plan to get you to, to i want people to know you just as much as they know me i i, I love my music i love the music i mean uh it, the the whole album the, when she released her album it's two hours and 10 minutes long okay <laughs> which is not normal for an no. album but you know, when I ran my 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 marathon, my half marathon, uh huh, I finished it in two hours and nine minutes long. Two hours and nine minutes. Okay. So I listen and guess what album I started right at the beginning of that run. <laughs> my go. I, I was hoping to finish before the album ended, and I barely did. It was hey, literally. That's but, a oh goal. My, but oh my gosh, it was like the perfect like half marathon length album there. But fantastic. It's, it's that crazy. is fantastic. So you hear that, Taylor? You're a marathon woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's. I've been having a lot of dreams lately that that you know that to feel real. Tell me. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you the de- the 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 details of it because it's okay. it's not something I want to share with the world. But it, it's just that that's the, fair. A few nights in a row, I've had those dreams which they feel and they stuck with me enough. Mm-hmm. Where you know it's because you know a lot of times they, they they fade away pretty quickly some dreams right 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 um, but these ones have just they they and, and I know they come from desires based on the subject you know those deep dark things but oh my gosh they felt so real go Freud man go Freud and you know and then you 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 wake up and you're like oh no it wasn't real you know it's like that yeah that that deep kind of depression not the deep depression but it's just like that that not that that is the momentary depression anyway that oh my gosh it wasn't real you know the the hope that you know that that it was real like there's something you know that that thing that you wanted to happen and it was going on in the dream was happening in the dream and you wake up and like oh it wasn't real yeah i'm familiar <laughs> with that concept oh, i've had I've, I've had that a few times lately okay it's just and and it sounds like you're actually kind of self-aware with what might be kind of causing that? What might be coming to the, the forefront of, of what's making you think that way? Or am I wrong? Oh, yeah, I know. I know. It's, I, I know. I, I, I know myself well enough where I, I can, I, I don't need it. I can psychoanalyze myself. I, I, I know where these are coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I but have you ever done the therapy thing? No. I, I, I know you did with Erica. Well, I, not only that, but after a while I was going solo. You know, for my for my own self, especially when you know it was it was clear that no amount of therapy was going to save the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I kind of started transitioning to. I mean, I I was with that particular fellow for about three years. Mm-hmm. You know, just wow. kind of figuring it helped me kind of figure out a few things of my own, and and he appreciated how self aware I was about things. So I, I I learned something along the way, and it, and it it helped it really did it helped and you know it is also i thought it was it was it also gave me something to work with others because there's this stigma that we've talked about in the past uh, about therapy mm-hmm. and and apparently i don't fit the mold for somebody who needs therapy even though 
these people don't talk to me long enough to realize that I am friggin' mental at times. <laughs> I've right? done that all the time. Well, I know you. Well, you've known me for what, 37, 38 years oh, at this point? So, I mean, uh, a long time. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Laugh it up, fuzzball. But, uh, you know, it, it helps when I can be upfront about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've been to therapy and yes, it has helped. And it wasn't just, you know, minor kicking around. There was, there was honest conversations. There were moments where I was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And, and the, the fellow's like, okay, that's fine, but we're going to talk about it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, so, and, you know, and so be able to kind of relate that to people and help them feel more comfortable about it. That's, I think that's one of the big things that we need to be doing is just continue the destigmatizing of, of therapy. The more people just kind of embrace it. You know, you, you mm-hmm. should be saying, yes, I have a primary care physician, a dentist and a therapist. Boom. There's your list. There's your healthcare source. Here's your, your structure right there. You know, and the more we treat that as normal, the better off a lot of people will be, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a yeah. lot of things we should treat more as normal. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, that therapy is definitely, I mean, one. I mean, I I don't know if I'm scared of it or if I just feel like I don't need it. Because I feel like I, I, I feel like I know myself a lot. Because mm-hmm. I spent a, a lot of I spent I spent a lot of time with myself. Um, <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking. I, I yeah. am, you know I I'm interesting. You know, you know I I've you know, I went through the years of you know keeping journals and, and just keeping mm-hmm. ideas and just looking back you know what's going through my head. Mm-hmm. And I I, mean, I don't I don't know I, I I don't I don't know I don't know and like what could they possibly tell me or help me that I don't know about. You know, well, that that's an excellent question. It really is. And one that I don't have an answer for because I'm right. you know, not a therapist. Um, I would just hazard that you might be surprised. You know what? Mm-hmm. You might have a couple of conversations. And you can't just go one, two, three appointments and be like, yeah, I'm not getting anything out of this. You really kind of got to spend some time getting to know that person. Because mm-hmm. in the process of you getting to know the therapist, they that's they're like, getting into your head and figuring out who you are and an understanding if there's something that they can address or not. And these people are so well-trained and so well-educated that it's, yeah, if there's something there, they're going to find it. (laughs) It's going to be a thing. So Apple TV has a series called the shrink next door. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess it's based on a real story um, with Will Ferrell and um, uh, I don't remember who else offhand, but it's about basically a shrink who kind of a, um, t- uses the 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 weaknesses of his uh, of his patient there and kind of takes over his life. Oh jeez! <laughs> but it's not even this that Will Ferrell. It's not a comedy, but it's a uh, it's uh, like okay, it's another reason not to go to a shrink. But um, <laughs> yeah, but um, I, that's I a disservice. It, yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, the shrink next door. Who's it? Who's in it? It's uh, um. I don't want to play it. Never mind. Come on. But yeah, um, it's just bizarre. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know what would motivate me to do it. Or, mm-hmm. But I've had other people mention it to me before. Mm-hmm. But it's still not something that I'm, I, I don't know, comfortable or just I, I don't know if I, I just don't feel i need it but i guess that no one really feels they need it right yeah well, let's be honest you know once once i was once i was done with the whole relationship counseling i'm like i don't need to be here anymore um but it took one conversation 
you know, mm-hmm. with, cause the fellow who ended up being my, my therapist for those, those couple of years there was the person who was doing the, the tail end of the couples counseling with Erica and I, mm-hmm. you know, and so he kind of had a really interesting insight as to who we were as people. Right. Okay. And, and so we kind of started making use of that. And, and there was, I can't remember if there was one thing in particular he said, or if it was just, you know, Hey, let's, let's have these conversations, you know, Hey, do you want to stick it out solo for a little while? You know, I don't remember if it was like a more practical conversation or if there was one little message that he said, but, and there were, there were times where the conversation was just a couple of guys hanging out and shooting the shit and talking about world politics, much like you and I do. Kind of like this, right? Kind of <laughs> like this when we record, right? Right. But then there were conversations and things I would just, it's not like I went into that room planning on discussing certain mm-hmm. things that were popping up in my head, but it just seemed the right thing to talk about at the moment. And then he'd give me strategies or he would mm-hmm. bounce things off. Or, or sometimes it was just validation, you know, just like, oh yeah, no, I get it. This is the, and I completely understand why you feel that way. I was like, really? <laughs> you know? Well, and, I, and I've joked a few times that these are kind of like my, my therapy session. These, these, these yeah. doing these, or we think we both have, but you mm-hmm. know, so it's not, far from the truth i mean it sounds similar to what you know you might get a little more personal get more into details of things or right you know well i remember you and i joking one time i don't know if we we said it on error or not but um something along the lines of i need a therapy session we're recording tomorrow yes we we both might have said that i don't know yes i think we both have said that at one point or another (laughs) but uh yeah i mean it's bizarre time in history it really is you know what i don't think when we were kids and we were in high school and we were in social studies and we're learning all about history i don't think we were anticipating when we were teenagers that when we were middle-aged people that we would be in a watershed point in history Mm -hmm. that we actually would be participating and observing from the inside you know, that's, that's the thing is, I remember asking Mr. Gelati, remember who you, our social studies yep. professor at, at, oh, yeah. at Aquinas, Mr. Gelati, I remember asking him one time, are there ways of, did, uh, did people in these eras realize what was happening? Did they realize that this was history making stuff at that time? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, and you know, and he said, no, you really, they really probably didn't for the most part, but that's what makes books like the diary of Anne Frank so valuable because you're seeing history from the inside Mm -hmm. right now. Obviously we had a ton of material about world war two to look at from, you know, uh, from the military aspect and the sociological and political aspect and whatnot. But her book, the reason it was so important was that it was a look at a historical watershed in human, in human kind from the inside, from Mm -hmm. a human standpoint. And I think this made it, and it, it took me, decades to actually truly be able to appreciate it you know a young girl who was writing just to write not because she was trying to make an impression somewhere but just to mm-hmm. write you know, she wasn't writing for the likes. my life this is going on for my life this is what's going on in my life I and mean, this is how mm-hmm. she got through it or mm-hmm. got through it as far as she did yeah you know it's it's that was i i remember reading that for the first time and i was just like oh my gosh yeah you know, we're reading the words of this, you know, young girl who didn't make it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it, it almost kind of like, like watching, I mean, you, to, to live history, that little bit of history like that, you know, it, I, 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 I love history. I was never good at history. I could never, I never had the memory for history, but mm-hmm. I always, I was always, I'm always fascinated by history. 
I'm always fascinated by you know, how things actually were in the past and how things happened and you know it, you know when the Titanic sank what you know what was going through these people's heads you know what was it really like being on this what you know yeah. World War two you know World War you know what when the Japanese bomb you know bomb Pearl Harbor I mean what was I mean I, I can't imagine what I mean the how long did it take the rest of the country to find out about it? I mean, oh my God! It was—it's almost like a day, almost two days. I mean, is that—is that crazy? I mean, you know, you know, today, you know, it happened today. Of course, boom, instantly. Oh right, you know, we would—we would all know about it like within minutes. Nine when nine eleven happened. I mean, it was. We watched it live. We watched it after. Yeah, I mean, the I fact saw the they, second plane come in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so bizarre. But it watching, was surreal. And seeing some of this video that have, you know, appeared, you know, catching the first plane, you know, yeah. that, and, and that's, it's yeah. just, it just happened to be out there, but that, and back in 2011, that was rare versus right. happened today, you know, there'd be cameras all over the place. <laughs> yeah. You ain't, you ain't lying it's just, there. It's just amazing how things, it's the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, Trad, great tragedies, of course, and just how life was back then. I'm always fascinated by the castles, and this one woman I follow on, on TikTok. You know, she goes, she goes to all these old places. She, you know, goes to um, um, there's, there's different places that you know. She loves old trains, um, going to places. You know, this was the the ironworks for in Pennsylvania back in the 1800s. This building mm-hmm. here, and you know, all these old things. And talk, she talks about the the history of these places and stuff like that, which is very, which is very fascinating. All the stuff that happened, you know, hundreds of years ago, you know, and it's just it's how much of it's still around, or these pieces of it, and oh, history is amazing. It really is. And, you know, and it, I can hear it now. Tiny right now is going, ah, I hate history. You know, I, I think it's because it was never prevent, presented in a particular fashion that was, mm-hmm. that was, you could like relate to it and understand it and appreciate it better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the problem because some people are just, you know, folks are taught this happened on this date. This happened on this date. This happened on this date. Memorize the dates. Go take a test. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're not taught. To understand it or understand the significance of it or to be given an opportunity to think about it and be like, this this can relate to what's going on around us right now. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, are, you know, the, the, the phrase is, is potent because it's so true, is those who do not understand or learn history are doomed to repeat it. And the mm-hmm. word, the verb is doomed. It's mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're watching a very large chunk of our society right now. Oh follow germany of the 30s and they don't see it and, and they, they don't, don't see it uh, yeah when i when i go around and i see you know trump flags you're Tries you're me. you're doing a person you're not talking about an ideology you're not talking about republicans you're talking about trump yep you know have you thought about this it's not you're not going you know and you know he's uh you know it's yeah i mean it's yeah, it's not an ideology; it's a person. Yep, and it's it's, it's and that's bizarre. an insane problem right oh, there. It's it's, it's scary. a huge problem. You no, know, a, a friend of mine. I, I was talking with a friend of mine, and and this friend, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't didn't see it as much of a pro- 
I, I'm, I'm scared. And he's like, oh, it'll be fine. I'm like, oh. Here's the thing. It might be I eventually. agree with your friend, but I'm not going to be as, as, as nonchalant about it. I, I, I understand that, it, you know, there is that aphorism. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, you know, people are waking up to certain things. It's hap- unfortunately, it's not happening fast enough. Right. I, I don't, you know? it, it'll be, I think eventually it will be fine, but yes. What's, you know, at what point? What is it going to cost us? <laughs> right. What is it going to cost us in the process? That's, that's yes. the, the clincher. That's it's the question. Exactly. It's like, it's, yeah. th- there's enough momentum of it where it, it could be a very rocky, very dangerous road. Oh yeah. To, to get to that. And a lot oh, of your, yeah. your, you know, things could be happening, which are going to be very hard and timely to a uh, time consuming to undo if they can be undone, you know? So. Yes. It, and you know, and that's the thing is I have faith in the system in the overall, right. And I know, you know, mm-hmm. shame on me for having faith in the system at the moment, but that's, that's how I feel. I mean, the long and the short of it is you, you have to have faith in something. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, uh, you know, even if it's not a religion, then at least be, have something, have a belief, yeah. you know, it's that line from shepherd book and firefly, you know, I don't care if you, be- you know, I don't care what you believe in, just believe in something, you know, and, and, uh, and, and that's, that's important and helpful. And, uh, I believe that we're going to get through this as a country, you know, will, Will you and I personally see the benefit of a renaissance of our society? Yes, we will. We're, okay. f- we're 51, for God's sake. We've got a long way to go yet. You know? I hope so. We do. <laughs> I have faith in that, okay. too. Yeah. I have things to live for, man. I, I just I, I, I just worry how long it's going to take for people to come to their senses. Yeah, that's taking a little bit longer than I expected. You know, we have all of this information. What's the, what's the cliche, the phrase that's come up, you know, you have, you're, you're saturated in information, but you are bereft of wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know, you have all this information, you have all this capacity for knowledge and understanding, and you don't have the wisdom on how to use it. You know, there's cancer, there's basically confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. Is resplendent out there because there's so much information and a lot of it is wrong. Yeah, but it but it confirms what they want to believe. Therefore, they're right. Right, they get that correct. boost. I found this source, this source, and this source, and they agree with me. Therefore, I must be right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Doesn't take into account that all y'all are wrong. But anyway, hey, there you have Those it. Those are all wrong sort of incorrect sources. But yeah, you know, yeah. So well, so and so said this. Well, so and so is a moron. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you know, so and so is a farmer, and he's talking about biochemistry. What's going on? Yeah, you know, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, but um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, next year is going to be telling. Next year's elections. Mm-hmm. The midterms. But, yeah. Those are going to be very telling for what's. It's going to be interesting to see. It's got. To, I'm going to say that the what's going to happen in the midterm elections of 22 is going to be determined in the next six months. Okay. Yep. Just based on what I know of politics, mm-hmm. things that happen in the next six months will start the ball rolling towards what's going to happen in 22, and what happens in the six months after that, up to the elections could modify it by a point or two but isn't going people are going to start changing their minds or or solidify their stance in the next six months okay 
something dramatic would have to happen in the ensuing six months after that for them to change their minds. Okay. Like I'm talking like nine 11 level stuff would have to happen in those six months to either sink or swim. What's going to happen. People are going to make up their minds in the next six months. A new variant comes out. That's even more deadly than everything well, else. You know, here's yeah. the upside that the, there's this new variant that everybody's talking about the Omicron variant. And it's, it seems to be much more contagious. However, it's also being shown to be milder mm-hmm. and that's a good sign. It is. That's a, yeah. that's a sign that we might be getting, not maybe we might, but probably not in the home stretch of this nonsense, but it, it's it's definitely okay. It's easier to catch, but it doesn't hurt you as hard. Okay, that's not as bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm lining myself up for Pfizer number three probably later this week. Good. So I'm gonna, I'm going to hunker in and, and get my third, mm-hmm. so I have that booster booster, and and then I should be in good in shape, shape as long yeah. as I stay care. You just can't like say, okay, now I'm good, so I'm just going to go ahead and walk into large crowds unmasked. Everyone jump in the pool. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, jump. Now you know what you do is you have that 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 protection, and then you use it with common sense. Mm-hmm. So you continue masking, continue social distancing, continue making decisions about where you're going to spend your time, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so, yeah. you know, and if everyone does that, then maybe we'll get through it. I know. No eventually. one likes the masks, but you know, it makes Yeah, sense. seriously. I do not. Well, you know, I can't, I actually, uh, when it comes to winter time, I do like the masking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Winter mask isn't too bad. For winter masking is, days. you know, it's just it's it's nice and cozy actually because I get these yeah. thick ones. You remember our friend? Um, uh, oh my God, I can't. Nicole from Gate Gatehouse, the the server. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I still I stay in touch with her, uh, and. Um, She's the one who knitted a whole bunch of the masks that I still use to this day. So I've had them for like oh, a year okay. now and they're washable and sturdy and whatnot. And she's, oh, wow. she's taken, she's taken good care of us over the years on that one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The gatehouse. That was a, that was a fun time. Yeah. It's still, yeah, we well, it's in a different part of the building, but it's still a, a, an operation. It's still a restaurant, an active restaurant over there in village gate. Yeah. It was getting expensive after a while. It was, it really <laughs> was. <laughs> But it was a fun atmosphere for a while. At least so there, was so, there was some of the people there that were fun. That was yes. Kind of, uh, so I did enjoy the staff there. Yeah. There was that guy, uh, Misha. He was a, he mm-hmm. was a charge, yeah. too. We had a good time with him. Yeah. And our, so. our normal normal hostess or server there was, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping we get through this. I'm hoping that – I'm hoping that – I'm hope, hoping that next year isn't isn't as bad as I think it might be. But I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be more of the same. Is basically what's happening here. I don't want it to get worse. I mean, if, no, if that's for sure. They, if they get both power of both houses, that's I, the thing I, I'm worried I about. Fe- yeah, I fear if, of what they, I fear of what they'll do. If if the Republicans do get their hands back on on Congress, it is. I don't think it's a Republican. Bad. I think it's a Trumpers. I, I wouldn't call well, it. The you Republicans have to understand. Right now, you can't tell the two apart. I, I know, but that but there, it's not. I want it to be known it's not Republicans I have a problem with. It's the Trumpers I have a problem with. <laughs> and then, you know, and that's fair and valid because there are still several, a handful of Republicans that I know that are still, you know, for a reason. And I get mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know what you're saying. But it's so but... hard to tell them apart these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when they all follow the, they just follow the leader. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what they're oh, the whole Congress is doing. They're just following the leader, if it seems, which yep. is sad. The, the leader's a loser. He's not even the leader. He's nothing. He's a civilian right now, but they've given him all this authority. It's amazing. And just to be equal, both sides need new leaders. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, no, nobody's perfect. Nope. Neither side is right. Mm-hmm. Neither side is correct. Oh, my God. We need multiple political parties. Both parties need to just not be so divided, which we said before. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So crossing my fingers that 2022 is uh, not any worse than this year anyways. <laughs> Hopefully that, I don't know. Juno, stop barking, would you? Jules is home. Leave it alone. Hopefully it doesn't take as long as I feared to get things back into a, a more common sense ground. But but if he decides to run again in 2024. Well, how the, you know, all these investigations, how is this man not being brought up on formal charges? I don't how know. How are yet. these taking so long? It's December because, well, you already. Know, I get it. There's, there's, a, there's a balancing act here. And I understand there's a process and they want to make sure they get it right. Mm-hmm. It's taking forever. And, and unfortunately, justice is slow in this case. But mm-hmm. they want to get it right. Because here's the thing. It has to be airtight. It can't be, oh, that's enough That's enough evidence. Do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's enough evidence. Let's go, or, or we all know. We all saw it on TV. Let's go ahead and just do whatever needs to be done at this point. Let's break out the guillotine. Ah! They, were, they were just yeah. regular tourists. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't get how they can sell that narrative. I don't I, well, understand. they're trying to. It's amazing. Oh and people gosh. are buying into it. That's the scary part. It that's the real It boggles the mind. I mean, yeah. that's what, that's, that's, that's the kind of thing that scares me about this. Mm-hmm. It's like, is they can, they can sell this narrative when we have video proof of what actually happened. Yeah. And people are believing them. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, we saw it play out in in real time. This this thing, mm-hmm. and yeah. well, did you hear about the the tweets and whatnot between Junior and uh, and the chief of staff? It's all being it's all get getting airtime tonight. Oh, hang on a second. I have a daughter. Hello, daughter. Are you heading out for the evening? Hi. Tell her Which, hi. Uncle Dan says hello. She says hello, Uncle Dan. <laughs> come here. Come say hi to everybody. Well, it's just me. We're recording hi. a podcast that goes out globally. Oh, hello. Globally, yes. Say, I, I, yeah, say, say hi to the world. Hi, world. There you go. <laughs> so what friend are you hanging out with tonight? Finn? Yeah. Have I met Finn? He's downstairs if you want to meet him. Can we pause for a moment? Pause for station identification. Okay, pausing. I'll finish up. Okay. And like, it's like nothing happened, Chris. Because <laughs> you are just that good at editing, I, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm good at hitting the pause button and resume. <laughs> Thank you for that station identification. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what our, our call letters are, but I, I don't know. WMMC. MMC, yes. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, this, yeah we were talking about politics january 6th we were talking yeah, about january what's 6th. taking so long mm-hmm. you know you want to make sure the eyes are dotted t's are crossed because when you lay down the hammer on whatever has to happen mm-hmm. you want to make sure that nobody can come back and say hoax it's a lie it's this mm-hmm. it's that you you layer the story you know here's this piece here's this piece here's this piece here's this piece and to be mm-hmm. sure there will be people who will deny it even then because there's people there are people out there right now who deny the truth that's right in front of them 
Mm-hmm. They're good at it. They're blind to it. And that's where education comes you, in. You were mentioning Junior's tweets. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Uh, ju- uh, so that was released in the hearing today that Junior was tweeting Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, look, you know, you've got to get him to get out in front of this. You've got to get him to, to talk about this. You've got to get him to, to calm these people down. Um, basically, using Junior's own words to say, we legitimately understand what was happening, and now we have to influence Senior to get on it and calm this whole thing down and tell these people to stop. So it, and I think acknowledgement it, that they that there's a there was a problem kind of thing. Yeah, igno- okay. yeah. Okay. You know, it's 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 outside of the whole. Oh, it was just a tourist visit. <laughs> you know, it it shuts that whole argument down. Okay. You know, and and it's it puts light on the fact that. They were, you know, and I'll tell you what, as much as I'm going to continue demonizing this boy for the rest of his life, you know, it shows that Junior at least knew that this had gotten out of hand and something had to be done to rein it in, right? Whereas he's so used to riling people up because he's, what, 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 who did he learn from? Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he, I mean, the kid's a scum sucking son of a bitch, but at least he had enough sense to know this was wrong and something had to happen. Right. It was interesting to me, though, the dynamic that Junior himself didn't go to his father and say, Dad, come on, you got to put a break on this thing. He went to the chief of staff. You've got to do this thing. You've got to bring him in. So there's some cowardice involved there, too. But it's well, like... Or, or we don't know what the father-son dynamic is, actually. So, oh, the, yeah. yeah, the father. You know, well, here's the thing is, is Senior only recognizes the fact that he has a, you know, the eldest daughter. The rest <laughs> of them are all pawns in his game, you know? It's funny to think about, you know, when, you know, it's it's a name you almost always have heard about, and you get to really know, get to know more through The Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. And he was kind of entertaining then. No, I I, I was you know, I was I saw some entertainment then back. Then, okay, some at least That's at least fair. for the first few seasons, and, and yeah. Debbie Gibbs Debbie was on one of the seasons too. So, I <laughs> but well, know, then there you have it. But the, you know, at least the first few seasons were I thought were interesting. Okay. You no, know, but especially the first, especially the first season or two, because it was more business focused versus more of, uh, you know, it, they were they were kind of they were more auditioning for a job in the first two seasons. I think for the first season or two versus this is just the competition, right? So that it makes sense. It, 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 they the first couple were more, I thought were more interesting from a business point of view, and and you know he he was he's supposedly the smart businessman, you know you know, judging these people at the end. So I thought, you know, I had some merit, but I mean, it, it, but it's interesting how he went from that to what he is now, mm-hmm. you know, to just, it, yeah. I mean, this is definitely an interesting to look back and just to see the, the progression of that. And how did we get from there to here and what a crazy world we live in. Yeah. It's interesting to be, to, to uh, we were talking about looking back at history and learning from mm-hmm. history, right? It's interesting to me to be taught history where we were this driving force in world history as the United States, mm-hmm. you know, which in, in a lot of cases we still were, you know, yes, there was some glorification involved and we weren't as probably not as influential as we'd like to think we are mm-hmm. at this point in our lives, but you know, that'll all come to light in its own time. Um, but now people look at us as a fucking joke. Yeah. And 
You know, we've we've lived we've lived the hero lives long enough to become the villain in their own in the story. You know that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, our country is looked on as like worth. There are countries out there like yeah, America's turned into a third world country with you know with better technology. It's yeah, and but we still have it in our heads that we're the greatest country in the world. There are a lot of people who think that way. Yeah, so, there's no stats that that support that. But people believe it, so there you have we don't, it. We don't manufacture a lot of things anymore. Nope, we don't. You know, we, we got rid of all that. We don't. We, what do we do? We, we have oh, healthcare is one of our biggest industries. Yeah, <laughs> that's a frightening idea. Um, it's it's kind of sad in a lot of ways. Yeah, we've done it to ourselves and politics. Oh. Politics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well. We're not. We haven't been a democracy ever. No, we've been a republic, and now we're an oligarchy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's when ninety five percent of the country can say we want this thing to to happen, and somehow Congress says no, we're representing the people, and the people don't want this, and we're voting it down. We're representing Us? the money. Yeah, they're representing the money. They're not representing people. Mm-hmm. And it all relates to a conversation we've already had about getting rid of the money, getting the money out of politics. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an important, an important step. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was, I was, there was a TikTok person that I, I, I don't follow them normally. I was just kind of surfing through the For You page and she came up and she was talking politics and history and whatnot. And I'm like, all right, so let me see what this person's got to say. And, and the For You page has done a very good job of keeping people I don't agree with, you know, out of my sight line, which is fine. There's a level of confirmation bias involved, you know, there, Mm -hmm. but still, but this person had a really valid point, you know, look throughout history. If you study history for any length of period of time, there, there is, it's almost like a small roller coaster. Okay. It builds up, 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 and then it rides down. Okay. And then you ride down and it's not this rapid descent. You don't, it's not suddenly after you've hit these lofty heights of the Renaissance, do you drop into another dark ages or anything? There is a decline because what happens is people get comfortable and as people, we get really comfortable and they lose interest in being participatory in the, in the process, mm-hmm. then the process can kind of get away from you. So there's your downhill run. And that's where we are. You know, we've had this apathy for 40 years. Thanks mm-hmm. Reagan. You know, thank you, Reagan, yeah. for, for gutting a lot of the things that needed to not be gutted. And it just made it worse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not a single president has done wonders of making it any better. You know, because there's always that bit money of the money barrier that you can't get past. Yeah. If you want to be successful, you have to bow to the money. You know, well, we can be successful without the fucking money. But anyway, yeah. so she goes, and then three things always happen. Look throughout history. And in the big watershed events, you're going to see these three things. You're going to see a pestilence. During the pestilence, or because of the pestilence, you're going to see famine. And then you're going to see a peasant revolt. Okay. okay. We've ha- So let's take it into the 21st century. For the past year and a half, almost two years now, we've had COVID. Mm-hmm. There's your pestilence. Okay. The famine is what COVID has done to the global population. It's screwed up supply chains. People are trying to blame Biden. You know, no, you know, I can't even blame Trump. All right. The supply chain was going to be boned because of mm-hmm. what was happening because as a reaction to COVID. All mm-hmm. right. As much as I would love to blame one person for policies, mm-hmm. a lot of people are at fault, leaving mm-hmm. it that. Uh, so here's your pestilence and your famine. Well, what's happening? Well, nobody wants to work anymore. 
No, people want to work. They're just sick of being treated like shit. So people are not going to jobs that do not satisfy their needs. They're looking for jobs that they, that they, they, they can get earnings from. Okay, so the job market is not dealing with a bunch of lazy people who have been fed nonsense. You're dealing with people who are sick of struggling, have had enough, and are, they want better. There's your peasant revolt. Pestilence, famine, peasant revolt. That's You look at the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a big thing because the, the wage gap right now between the haves and the have-nots is worse than the gap that existed that led to the French Revolution right now in this current society. Okay. 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 So, and you look back, you, you get the bubonic plague, you got this plague, that plague, this plague, you know, the war, this war, that war, the crusades, it all, there's this cycle and it, it's so subtle. It's not noticeable, but boom, when, as soon as she said it and I thought about it for a minute, I'm like, holy hmm. crap, that makes sense. We are right now in the throes of the peasant revolt as the lower and middle classes are like, dude, this is our country. Can we start taking this back, please? Hmm. We had those terrible tornadoes in the Midwest that destroyed lives and buildings and property and and just killed dozens of people. Did you hear about the candle factory? No. Okay. There, I can't remember the exact state or city that this was in, but there's a candle factory where even knowing that the storm was coming and the tornado, the warnings were happening, the managers basically told their employees, you, we don't care about the weather. You will come to work or you're going to get fired. Oh my gosh. So people went to work because they didn't want to get fired. And the factory was destroyed and like 20 people were killed. I might be exaggerating on that number, but the bottom line is is that the management said, show up or else. So people out of fear for their jobs showed up and died Mm. when the factory was destroyed by a tornado. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you think people are really going to start? They're they're going to let that kind of behavior continue? No. Do you, I mean, do, do we really sit here and think that folks are going to allow us to kick them in the head? You know. And, and you know, they're, they're, everybody's always well, inflation, inflation. Biden's created inflation. This, thing, everybody handouts inflation. Well, you know what? Trump was handing out more handouts than Biden did, for starters. Mm-hmm. Secondly. Inflation is nothing more than the oligarchy and the people with money punishing the people without for trying to get more. <laughs> That's all inflation is. Inflation can be controlled and managed, mm-hmm. but it's a response from those who have power to punish those who don't for wanting more. That's all it is. That's all it is. It is very easy if you had if you had control of the economy, if you gave the people the control of the economy and took it out of the hands of the powerful, of the rich and all the you know the oligarchy and the, the people with the thousands of millions of dollars, you know, who have who have more money than they'll ever be able to do with, you know, inflation would not be a thing. Because mm-hmm. the the gaps that create it would be dealt with. Now I'm no economist, but I don't have to be. You know, I've, I've, I've paid attention and, and it's not as complicated as some people would have folks believe there's, there's power to be had as an individual person. And we have, we have lost that 
over the years. How do we get it back? There's going to have to be some sort of revolution. Where's There's going to have to be some sort of... No. What's that? Uh, where's Prince when you need him? Yeah, you know. <laughs> um. You know, the Beatles. You know, it's it's there's a philosoph a philosophical revolution. You know, a, a can moral... can we can we do it? Can we fix it in the society that we have today? That we have right now? Yeah. yeah we could. We just need people to wake up a bit. I mean, it's difficult but it has to start i mean here's the thing we're going to have the society that we have today unless we wake up and do something about it mm -hmm. this is the this is the society that we are going to build a revolution off of you know this this is the society that needs to change to become something different so one way or another society today is not a factor in the equation because it's going to have to happen now to begin with and revolution doesn't necessarily mean we're all going to pick up arms and go no I mean, that, there, there, there's a large swath of people you hear, who love it. Because when you hear revolution, you know, that's what people yeah. think about. So, right. It doesn't have to be guns and ammo. It can be a moral revolution. It can be a philosophical revolution. It can be a psychological revolution. That's a political it's, it's, one. Just vote it's a political revolution. It's putting your foot down and saying, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. We if I can borrow people, the classic this is, movie this phrase. This is what we want. This is it. I'm, I'm as mad as hell and I don't want to take it anymore. No, you're our elected officials. This is what we say you need to do for us or yeah. we're voting you out. Yeah. There's, there's so many successful democracies out there. I don't know why we can't be one. Because we're too stuck on ourselves and we're, we're, we don't need to change. But not everybody, not every single American has this whole, you know, America, yeah, America. You know, not every single American has this delusion that we are the be-all, end-all, all shit. Mm -hmm. You know that we that we that we crap marble. You know, and everything we do is perfect. Not, there's not everybody has that delusion. You know, but right now we're stuck because there's a lot of people who just you know they see that they think that we're so immaculate and wonderful, and we aren't. Are we too busy fighting each liberal other versus conservative yeah. to fix the overall yeah. problem? Yeah. And the people with the power want you to feel that way. And that's, I, that is something that every single ground pounder out there, you know, blue collar, red collar, white collar, you know, redneck, whatever, it doesn't matter. All of those middle class down, we can all agree on the fact that the people who have the power want to keep it mm -hmm. and are benefiting from the fact that. That we're all at each other's throats right now. You know? Yeah. That, that's, that's, but, but we all have a different response to that particular concept. Mm -hmm. that's, that's something that needs to change. You know? So everybody out there, think about this. Think about think that. About, think about what, what Chris just said over here. And think about what we've talked about for this, this episode. Are you happy with the way things are? Do we mm -hmm. need to make a change? How do we do that? So I don't know, man. We'll leave that for next time, <laughs> or or maybe not. Who knows? What we'll talk about next time, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't that's, know. But that's the best thing about this podcast. There's no prep involved. We just start recording. No. Yeah. So, but I, I, I it's that. 
I, I this is a lot of food for thought. I mean, it's it's. I know we've talked about this before, but you know, we we need a rev. We need we need change. Yes. I'm not necessarily going to call it a revolution. But we need we need some serious change. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need to not fight amongst ourselves. We need to do what's best for everybody. You know, so that we can yeah. make it. It can be done. We just have to do it. A little bit of capitalism here, a little bit of socialism over here, a little bit of everybody hates fascism over here. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of education over here. A lot of education. Someplace. A lot of, a lot of, <laughs> bit of education. Yeah. A lot, a lot of common sense. I don't think it's education, but common sense. Well, with, with yeah. Common sense. Teach critical thinking instead of teach standardized testing. Mm-hmm. Educate our young people. Don't train them to take tests. Teach them how to think. You know, do away with testing. Just have them progress. And if they leave high school, (laughs) if they leave high school not being able to string a sentence together, that's their problem, not Mm -hmm. yours. It's not the education system failed you. You gave them plenty of opportunity to to thrive and succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, well, if if they don't pass their standardized tests, then how do we know how there's bucket? How about you start trusting a little bit, you know? And if, and if a child goes K to 12 and can't string a coherent sentence together, then guess what? The water seeks its own level. You know, yeah. there are plenty of service jobs out there. And, and those who go on into the world and, and learn trades and learn skills or don't, you know, we got to start making our own stuff again. We got to start doing things on our own. We can't be a consumer society. And that's what, but that's what the people who have the power, that's what they want right now. So they want us to just be consumers, mm-hmm. not builders. Yeah. And take their large percentage of everything we buy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We need to, people need to think and need to learn to think for themselves. Yep. Think things out and you use that, that head, that, that brain is a powerful tool. It really is. You know, it really is. I mean, not in some cases I've noticed, but well, it can be. It has it the potential. Be. To be, it has the potential to be a powerful tool. Yes, it does. All right. Hey, you know what? What? You're my best friend, dude. You're my, you're my brother. My best friend too. You're my brother, and I love you. You're you're my family. I, yes, I you love really you too. are. I you mean, really are. I I appreciated what you posted. You know, I appreciate what you posted mm-hmm. today. You know about you know letting people know that they mean something to you. And um, do that every day, people. Just do it every day. Your friends, family, people you care about. Tell them how you feel. Don't make it don't make it weird. Like Revel in it. Don't care. Weird. You know, just weird is good. <laughs> don't don't let people know. Don't let people wonder what you're thinking. Tell them. Right. You know? People, are, we're not mind readers. Oh Jesus! Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and on that note on that happy and pious note so we've had an interesting journey today as usual um but yeah i mean saving the world is not easy everybody no it isn't it isn't it really isn't yeah be kind be thoughtful question be curious be curious not judgmental Mm -hmm. live Uh, don't just exist right and uh, and folks, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick if you can be. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. On that note, catch you later. Catch you later. Catch you later, dude. Catch you later, dude. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>